city was full of it. Hey! Three TVs! Desperate measures were needed. Want you to go to the police academy. The police academy is such a dangerous place. Honey, don't worry. Desperate measures were taken. I'm joining the police force! The mayor says we have to take this riffraff. I'm trapped here? Oh, yes. We all are. What about guns? When do we get guns? You will be schooled in firearms, police procedures, local laws, and many, many other things. High-speed driving. Where did you get this gun? Mom gave it to me. Mister, I am warning you, Hightower! They're leave. Mean. Does the radio bother you? I can turn it down. Obscene. Each and every one of them striving to defend. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everybody sick. See the thighs. Or upend. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day the thighs. And now that they're ready for the real world. Crime is no longer the number one problem. They are. Can you get my kitty cat out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Police Academy. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Hello and welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm uh, Mark C. Kelly. Oh, you've done the handbook? I know. Don't done do the hand. You know, that's, that was my bit. We're not <laughs> medicine this thing together. I sit there nine times out of ten shaking my head because the way I have a habit of rubbing Look, I do it as well. It's weird, but you start getting older. You start thinking, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show. Um, I was going to say something, but uh, as usual, I've forgotten. Um, yeah, what are we doing today? We are doing Police Academy. And we'll only do Police Academy 1. Although, no, we, we won't, be, no, we no, won't no, be doing no. the others, but I think we are of agreement that uh, episodes, maybe one pushing it to four, one to three, very good. Well, the ones we've Mahoney in yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, the, I other, agree. the other four, uh, the seven, isn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah, it's like the, 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 what's what they call it, uh, depreciating returns, isn't it? Yeah. As it so. goes on there. So basically, anyone, the ones who Harry seen in it. Although I am gonna, I am gonna watch all of them. Yeah, because you get the one later one, on with, the eye, with the eyebrows. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's a little bit like 
we're in a lower low, replace the Italian guy. And all they did was they put they put big eyebrows on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Um, but to be fair, I, I lent you my uh, my Blu-ray box set of this, and I, I am going to watch all of them. I'm going to watch all of them when I haven't got any better to do. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I, I think, you know, the only one I don't think I've seen is the Russian one. Is that the one with Ogo in it? No, that's the Simon Miami Beach. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Dan Hughes from... Um, from the old Midmo Club and Animator. He's he dared us to watch it. I'm not even gonna to go to that day. No, 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 there's something. You're never gonna get that hour and a half back and as you're getting older, time's precious. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is really, it is. We've got a couple of shout outs, uh, really. Uh one is uh, for my brother, Stuart, who turns forty in uh, a couple of days' time. Ooh. I know, yeah. And uh guest regular guest host, Pete Coleman. Hey, he was forty. He was forty, and uh, had a had a went to his party. Obviously, you couldn't come because your engine fell out your car. Yeah, 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 there you go. A uh, bloody good party. It was a, a good laugh, and uh, and a massive shout out to Ryan Powell, who uh, is a, a, a lovely bloke I know, and uh, his lovely wife Louise is expecting their second child, and they, he was very much bigging up waffle on. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you liked us that much, you'd name the child Simon Mark. So, so there you go, Ryan. <laughs> there you go, mate. Yeah, he's a big West Ham fan. Oh, that's right. Big West Ham. Any West Ham footballers called Simon and Mark? Um, I, I only know Trevor Booking. Yeah, for, uh, there is any Mark. Uh, Mark Noble. There Mark is. Mark Noble. Is he decent? Yeah, he's not bad. He's is he like, always playing babbles? He's a uh, yeah. He's young. <laughs> he's a sort. Is he a sort? Is he? Yeah, is he a geezer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Winston is a. Uh, yeah, he's a big thing. Do we have to say Winston or Winston? And uh, Danny Dyer. I don't. I don't don't yeah. bring Danny Dyer into yeah. this conversation. We're uh, meant to be giving a big shout out to Winston, why not Danny is he Dyer. Winston? He's Winston. Winston or Winston. Winston. Winston, Winston. I think when he's trying to be an actor. Mm. Winston, when he's like in his Chelsea, in his, yeah, when yeah, his yeah. West Ham. I'm going to say Chelsea then, but that's Ryan's dad's team. Yeah. No, yeah. that wouldn't go down too well. Get the two mixed up. Not really like each other. No, really. which is ironic because it's father and son. Yeah. No, there you go. Anyway, now iTunes reviews. Cal, we want iTunes reviews, don't we? We like some iTunes. Perfectly good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we do have one. Whee. I photographed it earlier on. So this is it. Waffle on podcast, best UK podcast. I don't like to blow our own trumpet because yeah, we, yeah. we don't even have a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think we're the best. I think we're good. Actually, yeah, we, we're within the charts again. Briefly, <laughs> we're briefly in the iTunes charts <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Really, but we don't particularly care. And this is from Alan Ditch, nineteen seventy-seven. I have a suspicion this is uh, Alan who, who posts on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, but thank you, Alan. Alan Ditch, 77, and he posted this on the 14th of April, 2015. So look, if you'd like to post some iTunes reviews, it's great for us because it does help us get more listeners and everything. Um, we'll all look for more listeners. And Alan has this to say, hey, guys, if you're in your 30s or 40s from the UK and love TV films, and this is the podcast for you. Now, before we carry on there, I don't want us just to be in the UK here, Al. You know, there's 30 40s in, in you know, America, yeah, Australia. Yeah. And, we, we, and teenagers. We like younger people. We do like younger people. We, we talk about like younger people. Girls between about <laughs> 17, 23. Oh, we, like, we like more listeners like, <laughs> like that, wouldn't we? I like the way you. can send photos in as well, we'd, we'd like that even more. Yeah, I like the way you say it. I like the way you'd be very brave because then your wife's not here. Yeah, yeah. You would have said that. And he's saying that, I think, 17. <laughs> 16, you get into a dodgy turkey there. And we'd only be, uh, we'd only be in the, uh, that special wing of the, of the prison we're talking about. The, uh, what were we call it? The nonce wing. <laughs> Where's this going? I, I, I think oh, I need to put my You want to get out of this hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I ain't going to say any more jokes there. <laughs> oh, stupid. Anyway, yeah, carrying on with the, uh, the decent stuff. Uh, where are we? God, blah, 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 that's getting terrible. Uh, this podcast for you. The stars of the show are Simon in brackets Meds Meddings and Mark C in brackets Cal Kelly. 
are very passionate about broadcasting and you can hear they are two best mates, best mates, mate. And uh, sometimes you forget you're listening to a podcast and it's like you're down your local talking films and TV shows from the 70s to 90s. You come away with great facts about your favourite films and it stars, I cannot recommend this podcast enough to my friends. Well, that's a lovely, that's a lovely, uh, that's a lovely, that's a lovely, lovely one, isn't it? We haven't really yeah, had any bad ones. I, I read it, I joined a forum not long ago. Um, about our free design but remember we had um, that lovely chap sent us an email to yeah yeah don't let me tell about it. so I, when I, I've already seen their website and I, I seriously I cannot recommend it if you're into our free design but if you're into classic in fact if you're into classic TV head over to their website um, just to, in fact if you just type in our free design pet and look for official fan club that's them that, yeah. uh, and um, it's got all it's literally a geek fest for, for our reason and I joined the forum and I read what they said about our podcast and you know so a couple of a couple of chaps on there are slightly annoyed because we've got a couple of facts on yeah. but there again as, as we, you know, we do well they say I'm going to get for this podcast well, yeah to be fair you, don't, you, just you, don't read up on what we say just take it for granted just take it for granted just don't, don't investigate anymore no, because if we wanted to be 100% right, then I'd just read off the internet. Just read Wikipedia, and, right? Who, who gives a shit about that? No, 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 no. You know what I mean? They're, but, to be fair, they do do like it. And they start, they're, they're starting up their own podcast about off readers own pet. They've done two episodes so far. Uh, one was like a demo one, and uh, I forget who's done it now. Uh, but basically, he's in his, you know, I think he's even a van or a truck or something like that. And he's talking, <laughs> but what, <laughs> what makes me laugh? I actually do quite like it. A lot of, sometimes you get podcasters who are a little bit overproduction, right? It's all very well. I'm going to make it one. Always get your sound right. That's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because no But he's kind of winging it a little bit, driving his car, and he swears a bit. And I really like that because you're quite, you're quite, yeah, you quite, you quite like what Alan said about us. The idea of waffle has always been. It's like you're overhearing us talking about something in the pub. And I quite like that. So I'm going to give him a go. I'm going to give him a podcast a podcast to go because there's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. And another show I'm going to give is a James Bond radio. What's that mean? It's a, well, a podcast. It's a podcast. Man, it's brilliant. How, how nerdy? Not about like us. Yeah, oh yeah. About like us, really. Um, two guys, uh, and I think they're called Tom and Chris, I think. Uh, I should have got that right. But um, yeah, they just talk about Bond. They pick a film, they'll review it, go into detail about it, or they'll talk about the book, they'll talk about actors. And it's really easy. It's about two and a half hours long. It was their, their, their maximum podcast. But um, but yeah, well, worth a worth a go. Uh, worth a go. Yeah. Uh, any news, Cal? What you been watching? Anything you want to share about anything that's really grabbed your goat? If you've uh, got one. I don't, I don't know. What the hell has happened to? I know people who've got in America. What's it? What the hell has happened to Ripper Street? You put sugar in my coffee. I did by no, mistake. Okay. Uh, I can see. I didn't know. I can see you liked it. That's something I'm with people that don't have sugar. They have a sugar go. Oh, you've only put one sugar. In. Only one in. Yeah, I only put one sugar. In. Oh. Um, yeah, but what has happened to Ripper Street? Well, it um. I know we have. Got, we, where's our spirits today? No margarita today. Because it's uh, it's not. I uh, oh, don't drink any spirits before one o'clock. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You've changed. No, no, no it's not that. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm glad I've got a driving. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Well, it, the series three was on Amazon, and that got good. Apparently, got good really, well, wait, really good reviews. Really? Yeah, and season four's being filmed at the moment. Uh, so oh. BBC should be showing it. I think this fall. I think. Uh-huh. I've not seen any advert. No, no, it's supposed to be uncut as well. It's supposed to be uncut. They're broadcasting it uncut as well. Oh, they are broadcasting uncut. Now that's yeah. a good thing, yeah. isn't it? But I mean, it looks it looked pretty good. I, I have again. I have no idea what the BBC are playing. At. I don't know why they. I don't know why they let Amazon. Well, I don't know why they give it up. Personally, add good, I, I, add good ratings. I it, find um, it odd when it was getting seven. I never talked about this before, but it was getting seven million people. Hmm. So yeah, like. I, it, I think it's just the way the BBC go, and it wasn't what they want, was it? it wasn't no, family friendly, really which is what they're pretty obsessed with now, aren't they? 
Yeah, which is a shame. Really. It's a shame, you know. You, you know, well, I, I think it all should be moved to BBC Two. Yeah, or BBC Four. Yeah, you know, forget these days. Everyone's got, got these things. Well, they've also still got BBC. Excuse me, they've also got BBC Three still. And it's, they reckon it's going to carry on now, don't they? Because of saying a lot of the stuff that's done really, really well, hasn't it? Well, uh, yeah, and BBC Four, they've been playing some because again, and BBC Four. But the trouble is, right? This is what I know. This isn't nothing related to our subject, but you're getting really good content on BBC Three, BBC Four. BBC Three, not really our kind of company. But no, no, no. That's not mean, it doesn't mean to say it's not bad. Yeah, you got really shit content on BBC One, BBC Two. It's so true. why don't they get rid of all the shit and put all yeah. the good stuff on it, and then put the crap on? Cable. Well, people were saying about BBC Three. I was listening to uh, Jimmy Mulville. He was on the radio last week, and he was saying that what BBC Three is good for is it might not be our cup of tea, but it's new comedies, young comedians, and get shows on there. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Which is a good thing. He said you need that thingy to move on to. Well, a you, need, you need a launch pad. Yeah, like Gavin and Stacey was BBC Three, and all. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean to be fair, there's you know I, I'm in the writers' room with the BBC, and 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 it is good because they are promoting young writing, but they should advertise it a bit more because yeah. you have to search for that, and it's not so it's not the BBC should no longer be this elusive you know elusive club like it has been over the past yeah. ten years. And another thing I think as well is having age specific channels does not work. Not really. You know, I was listening to, I know it's a completely different thing now. When people outside of Britain won't know what I'm going to talk about now, I was listening to. What someone was saying about uh, Nick Grimshaw on Radio 1, mm. his morning show that he's lost three million people since Chris Morrells. Mm. He said, that's okay, because the people who listen to it are all under 30. And I thought, that what a strange thing to... And they're obsessed well, of getting like, the demographic. Yeah, and if you're obsessed with audience figures as well, which they are, then is that, I mean, but, but on the other point though, Chris Evans' radio show is gaining three million. <laughs> yeah, so, but it shouldn't matter. I, I, you know. But have you, have you listened to Chris Evans at Radio 2? I, I, right. it's, it, there's no age specific on it. He uh, plays music of any age. He talks. He talks to you as if you could be 16 or you could be 50. There's yeah. no. That's what it should be, and that's the reason why he was the most successful. Uh, yeah, yeah. And apart from Noel Edmonds. Apart from Noel Edmonds. But no, I think. Would you have Edmonds back? The, the thing we are in, if that not music, that's an interesting. Well, Noel Edmonds. No, that not music. So my brother is a DJ for twenty-two years. <laughs> when, you think, when you think about it, though, his radio show didn't have much music. Kind of, no, it? it was just him doing skits and that, mm-hmm. like Kenny Everett. Really, he was a bit like that as well when he was on there. Talk about the Edmonds. Yeah. Right. On our, on our uh, Facebook page, uh, Lucy turned around and said, "It was on about listener stroke feedback people." Um, you know, everyone, everyone always puts requests in what can we do. And actually, the, the questions she put here were stuff that we've talked about. And one of them is a programme dedicated to game shows, classic game shows. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, that we watched. Yeah, I'm not, not yeah. the golden shot. shot you know. the, 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 but, and one of them was Telly Addicts. And you know, as, as, exactly. And you know what? Everything. I think we'll do this. One, because Chris used to play theme tunes, which means we don't have to talk an awful lot. We just yeah. play them. Uh, and of course, you can't beat a bit of bully. No, no, no. But, uh, and we'll put, on the, we'll put on as a special clip. Jimbo losing his temper. Oh, that's amazing. But Telly Addict was like, it was like must-watch TV when we were younger, weren't You it? could bring Telly Addict back though, couldn't you? Yeah, or, I don't know or would it be, because there's so many channels these days, would it be... Yeah, I suppose so, that, it, they, you know, that yeah, that product has been uh, freely spread across there the chain. If you're, if you're big into your TV, you've chosen to watch it anyway. Yeah, it's true. So maybe, maybe it should be yeah, yeah. We could go on it. We said we was going to go. Remember we was going to go on it when we was at school? Well, yeah, that's because that, we were really obsessed with TV then. I mean, that, was one the only, uh, the, yeah, that was the only game show that I could get the questions on it. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the reason why we failed at everything else. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, right then. So, please. Should we talk about Police Academy then? Go on then. And what do we do before we, 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 we waffle on? You play the classic thing mm. too. Uh, 
It is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Can I, before we start, I've got to say, the weird thing in this film, I was thinking about it when I was watching it last night, is that the music works in this film. It's a bit <laughs> odd. Mm. Where it'll have, like, music in the background. There's yeah. that bit at the party where it's got a soundtrack, <laughs> and he's playing along to it, the saxophone. No, I actually make it it's just a real. I was watching. I, 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 you know, I'd really thought about that bit. Nineteen eighties USB. And I thought it's a bit weird. Why he's playing along to, uh, and it's like at the end, the music bumping, and then the band are playing it as the yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. really thing is like that though. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where they're, they're playing the music. Too, yeah, that's not the dancing bit, isn't it? The yeah. hippie shout. That's, it yeah. don't make any sense. Where's the music coming from in that? Is it from the film or the crowd playing it? Yeah. Are they playing it on the boombox? Yeah, but that bit, just really unfortunate, that bit, that bit with, the, uh, yeah, with the saxophone bit. That make any sense. He's never mentioned he plays saxophone. He never mentioned it ever again. Now, with that theme tune, remember when I was at school, I used to do um, tapes of theme tunes. Yeah, you like, used to, yeah. On that tape I had, and it used to annoy me a little bit because you can hear the rain hitting the window. Yeah. And I had to fade it off. I couldn't fade it. And me fading it off was turning the TV. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it was, on the, it was on the same tape as uh, Moonlighting, M.A.S.H., and Street Hawk. Street Hawk, oh, yeah. I miss that tape. Yeah, bloody hell. It's not the same, I haven't done CD. It's not the same, because yeah. they've got that war. That's why uh, mixtapes, or, or for the young people into music these days, if you're really young, you can, it's where you can, that's what they all do now. Mixtapes are back in fashion now. Well, because you can, you can, can you still buy tapes? Yes, TDK. you can. Yeah, you can. TDK uh, are still going because they're this new phenomenon of people having their own mixtapes. Yeah. Come from hip hop, they still use these mixtapes, and that's yeah. what's still going. And uh, you can get a tape recorder really cheap now. And the big myth, the only irritating thing about tapes was the fucking forward fasting and rewinding, weren't oh, and, the t- and the tape coming out. Coming out. The actual sound was always good. Yeah. I always liked it. And you could throw a fucking tape around and then walk and it'd always work. Oh, yeah. That's what I loved yeah. about I've still got my walkman. I've still got my walkman. But the trouble is now, I went to go and use it because I didn't Steve, my, um, uh, he was listening to Dan Cartlett. And so I thought, oh, I'll go and listen to my walkman and put my batteries in. But it, there's obviously something gone wrong with the mechanism because it plays things. And there's nothing worse than that. Not if it's really slow, you go, you bastard. But when it's a little bit slow, and then you th- you, you listen to it, and you're thinking, is it me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it slow? And then you realise you're slow, and then it just annoys you. Yeah, like our mate Kevin on the BB Bazaar, where it sounds like he's speeding up. <laughs> BB Bazaar. I'd love to know what happened to them types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he probably destroyed them. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah, so the theme, uh, theme music there, I can't tell you who he did. Oh, music by Robert Falk. Now, there you go. No idea what else he did, because I, I didn't look it up. Um, it's but, not that classic, is it? You don't have to look at the score and that, do you? Not really, no. Um, this was released on March the 23rd, 1984, winning time 96 Is it? Is it such a... a it, you know, I was watching it, I think it's such a snapshot of time. I was thinking when I was watching that bit, because mm. I was, you know, I was thinking what year it was. I thought, yeah, there were some classic comedies all around that time, and a lot of spies like us, and everything coming out more on some out of space, and... We sang Porky's was round about that time as well. Like, yeah, in one of the stars. All, all them kind of things. But, you know, there's such a, a, a... It looks a different world, doesn't it? It does. That's actually, it's just a completely different world. Yeah, all the, I mean, the, I suppose the police uniforms all jammed up in the same, I suppose. But, I mean, it, it, yeah, the whole feel about it is true 80s, isn't it? Oh. It is, Bob. No. It's actually quite... I actually quite like it, really. I oh, so I did. It's a bit like it's sort of innocent it. time and sleeves at the same time. <laughs> There's a lot of sleeves going on here. Oh, yeah. There's unnecessary nudity in it for no reason. Which, is, which films of that time used to happen quite a lot, didn't they? Just yeah. the woman get, was getting tipped out for no reason. Yeah, in the show scene. Yeah, all like the dancing around the fire. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to many parties. <laughs> I've never seen any girls or we ever know. It's at the top of us, dancing around the fire. No. It just does not happen, does Unless it? it happened after we left. <laughs> yeah, probably did. Normally, you can't get a bag of chips. Yeah, the film was directed... 
and written by uh, Hugh Wilson. Now, Hugh Wilson, born uh, August 21st, 1943, um, is best known as the creator of the TV series WKRP in Cincinnati and uh-huh. Frank's Place, and as the director of the popular movie comedies, uh, The Police Company, of course, and The First Wives Club. Um, it was produced by Paul Maskelansky. This was part of the Lad Company um, Productions. It was a budget of four and a half million. Made 146 million. It's ridiculous, million. that, isn't it? So when you think about the budget in that, not a lot happens, really, do, do they? They don't really do a lot. They're no, not, not really, really in many places, are they? No, so, I mean, really, in 1984, though, 45 million is quite a lot. No, sorry, 4.5 million is quite a lot. But, you know, making, making you know, 146 million. Yeah, and you think about what they say, and the sequels always cost less, mm. don't they? They always do, sequels do. So, you just think how much they probably made over their life. I, I, is that true, the sequels? Not the, maybe, what, maybe not the second one, though, because the second one they have to up it. Know, well, they always think, well, it's in Scream, isn't it? They always think mm. that bit in Scream's all about that. that you watch I mean, it, just see TV shows, the budgets are always cheaper because yeah. they've got the people on the cast. The now, the yeah, that's it. Everything's a bit cheaper. So I reckon if you probably look at how much them, it'd be really interesting how much them seven films made. It's got to be close to a billion dollars, hasn't it? Mm. It's got to be. Least, Maybe not the last one. At least it's about it. The jokes are generally all the same. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So here's the Academy Cadets. Right, uh, the main main player in this is uh, Steve Gutenberg. As uh, Cadet Kerry Mahoney, now born Stephen Robert Gutenberg on August twenty fourth, nineteen fifty eight, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I like the Gutenberg. I mean, he's been in some classic films. He was in obviously Short Circuit, one of your favourites. He was in uh, Cocoon. Freeman uh, Baby. Now, I really like Freeman and Baby. I'm a big fan of Freeman. Not so much the sequel, but I do like is it. Is that Freeman and a Little Baby? It is actually. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad film, don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's not as good as the first one. He uh, does get a bit of bad press, doesn't he, the Gutenberg? Uh, no, I, think, I don't know. It was weird because I think you think he was also in The Boys in Brazil. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He was the reporter, but he was a good actor. For some reason, I think it was the fact that he did all the. <laughs> And I think he was—I think he was a lazy actor. I don't because mm. there was always that bit in Simpsons, weren't there? In the classic one, who made Steve Gutenberg famous? Star. <laughs> we yeah. do uh, because I think I don't think he acted a lot. Like no. I said, I've never saw an interview with him. Have you? Yeah, he's on the special features on that. What's he? Nah. Uh, yeah. What's he like that now? You know what? He doesn't look too bad, but Bubba Smith. What I tell you what he's. <laughs> he's got. You know, you know. I think it's actually there's a scene in Police. When he's doing it because there was a scene, you know, when they paint the guy's hair because he loses all his hair, yeah, yeah. and they paint it black. And yeah. he's painted, his hair's just like that. He's painted forward like that. So whether he's bald, but with all due respect, this might come across as slightly racist. It's not meant to be. But black dudes, right, generally, I'd say 98% of all black dudes, black men dudes, right, look cool with hair, look yeah. cool without hair. Look better with a barlet. I think they do look with better. With Cisco. Look okay, cool. Yeah. They look cool with white beard, with beards, with white beards, and black dudes are the only people in the world ever, apart from Marty Hopkirk from Man and Hopkirk, you see, can get away wearing white suits. I agree. I agree. Only people who can, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're bald and you're black, you're gonna look cool anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably I'm probably gonna get some some random one black guy who's listening to us going, "I look shit." Yeah. I don't know why I even did that in the Harlem boys. <laughs> so you're getting into the thing of racial But yeah, but if you get a chance to look, he he looks terrible, and oh, I'm oh, he's dead now as well. So I do. Oh, is he dead now? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? He don't look. They're all together. There's um, there's the two guys, the the two bad guys in it, I suppose, you know, and uh, Gutenberg and Bob Smith were talking. And, uh, and Harrison? Uh, yes, he is the, uh, GW Bailey. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's really... Yeah. And he sort of, he sort of pretty good. But yeah, no, I'd like to see... Um, I'd like to, uh, it's definitely the police government film's definitely lost appeal when Gutenberg left. 
So he's obviously selling power. He's, he's for it. And you know what? If they brought Police Academy back or did another special or something like that, I'd try and bring as many remaining characters who are alive back into it. Well, you could have, could, yeah, could have like a next generation, couldn't you? E.g., like yeah. a next generation. To me, I would have... Like TNG been, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I would have had them as like, you, could, uh, you know, whether you're going to get a big film like that anymore, but I think, I think, you know, I think the scope for the CV series, I would have had them at the beginning, taking new people in, because it starts yeah. off being in the film, doesn't it, saying that the, the female mayor was opening up the police force for everyone, weren't mm, you? Because mm. there's that really strange bit at the beginning when they're all talking, that, like Harris and Lestrade and that, we're going, yeah, I used to like it where we knew what colour we're going to be, what race they're going to be, what Daniel had Johnson. <laughs> no, you know, hold on. Before you go any further... Many, many. Where have I said that? Uh, I haven't made it down, but I, I'm sure... They all had Johnson's. It's amazing here, that is. <laughs> it's like, no, I watch the film, you know, but I love that. And if we're doing Sway Lassad, who I think, he's in every single film. He's amazing. Who I think, he's comedy, he's comedy. Oh, he's comedy, he's many, he's many, 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 that's what he does. Yeah. And that's he, he does a like, facial comedy, especially when Johnson's. And he goes, everywhere, everywhere you look, there's Johnson's. And he just sits there and he goes, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't quite know what to say, so just It's like the podium scene. It's his face, isn't it? <laughs> you don't talk about what you get. Oh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, Steve Gruenberg. Um, now, the other who's, who's possibly, I don't know if she's still big now, um, but is Kim Cattrall. Right, uh, uh, yeah, that's still because she's, she's in, actually, she's in a really big series uh, um, in Canada at the moment called, when she plays like a 50 something woman. And, you know, you've got to think as well. My, my my wife was a massive fan of Sex in the City, and oh, really? she said everyone watched it for Kim Cattrall. Oh, right. That's what it was all about. Well, she was twenty eight. Yeah, she played the main character all her life, didn't she? Oh yeah, well, she was hot. She was twenty eight in this. She's uh, hot in that, isn't she? Oh yeah, she plays Cadet Karen Thompson, born twenty first of August, nineteen fifty six. Where? Do you know any idea? Cannot, no, is she Liverpoolian? She is. She's yeah, born yeah. in Mossley Hill in Liverpool. Uh, she, yeah, she's. I mean, she she look one. She is stunningly beautiful in this film. I mean, she's still. Yeah, but no she had that. Right. She had that sort of, on you know, you can't put your finger on it. Hotness, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, like a, you know, very, she's very, very like sexual. Very, yeah, and and like in Porky's, where I mean, you, you see it. Backside in that film, yeah, yeah. I think many a video pause during yeah, that. Oh, yeah. But she's almost like a girl next door is beautiful. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. she's sort of like you, you can imagine the hot girl lives like next in this row, it's like Jan Francis. <laughs> hey, like it. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. That's uh, But it's like yeah, she is. She is really nice. And and but the truth is, I think later in her career, especially during Sex and City time, she started doing this kind of sexual help kind of stuff, didn't she? Where I'm not one hundred percent sure if you. Because she set up her own business and she with her and her husband doing sex clinics and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Part of me didn't really, hey, whatever you do is fine, right? But I didn't know if that was kind of like a, a selling point from Sex in the City, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know, it's a good point, actually. But fair play, because she was hot. Uh, Bubba Smith as Cadet Moses Hightower uh, played, uh, yeah, uh, real name Charles Allen Bubba Smith, birthplace uh, February 28th, 1945, in Orange, Texas. Uh, passed away, sadly. On August the third, two thousand and eleven, uh, I, I, his height was six foot seven inches. Big height, weighed one hundred and twenty kilograms or two hundred sixty-five pounds. He was obviously an American footballer. That's why he, he's, he's a Hall of Fame one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Really talented. But even though it don't make any sense what his job was before he was doing this. Well, in this he was a flower florist. You see that? We know he was a florist. He doesn't know. There's no backstory. Really. <laughs> no, he's, no, just, no. he's just a voice. But he, he, he is a wonderful, a wonderful character. If I said, we'll talk more about him when we, when we go for the film. Uh, Donovan Scott played Cadet Leslie Barber. Not much to say about him, really. Yeah, <coughs> I don't know. He's just a fat, 
Yeah, yeah. It's easy, though. Fat guy, you mean? I mean, just a fat guy in it, you know. Just millions, millions. Okay, Michael Winslow as Cadet Laval Jones, born Michael Leslie Winslow, September the 6th, 1958, in Spokane, Washington. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Winslow, uh, his selling point was, you know, uh, the man with a thousand sounds. It was like, when you were a kid, he was the best thing in it, weren't it? Yeah. For that amazing bloke. How can you do it? I think he used his voice more in the later films. In that first one. All the best noises in that his voice. (laughs) And it's like, I was saying to you, I I probably saw this film in 20 years, and it's like, you watch it now, and he's quite irritating in his voice. He is a bit. But it's, I like, oh, it's a bit like where he's doing the Space Invaders thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's doing the bit with the voice, throwing his voice. How does that work? How can you throw your voice over there? Yeah. Shoot, you hear it coming out. Also, he's got, he's got the, the, the kind that of... That thing, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> and he does that, but... Where is he connected to? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like he's got a little martial arm or something like that. Like I said, it's the biggest setup ever for using his noise, his noise at the end, yeah. isn't it? That's it. Well, like, just... he, he was in Spaceballs because he was the one who was doing Comedy Desert, wasn't he? Yeah, he was funny in that because I think it was like, I think in, it was, the thing is, I remember him being on TV AM mm. and he's not being that great. <laughs> uh, Andrew Rubin as Cadet George Martin. Uh, basically, he's the Italian Fario. Yeah. Andrew Rubin, couldn't find much information about him, but I wondered, he looks a bit like um, the Rubin musician who was in the Blues Brothers, but I couldn't find out if he was. Uh, David Graff as Cadet Eugene Tackleberry, born Paul David Graff, April the 16th, 1950. Again, sadly passed away. Ah, oh, Tackleberry. Yeah. April the 7th, 2001. So he's been, yeah. he passed away a long time now. Um, I believe he, he had a heart attack. Uh, which is uh, Michael Marler as Cadet Douglas Fackler, uh, Marion Ramsey as Cadet Laverne Hooks, uh, born May 10th, 1947 in Philadelphia. Uh, she's an actress, singer, and songwriter. Um, yeah, now we've seen Hooks, haven't we? In, yeah. In person. No, we don't know. Is, was, is her voice really quiet in uh, real life? Is it? Not as quiet as that. And but she's not as big as she is now. She wore a fat suit. Did she? Because there's one scene. Her joke don't make any sense though, because he said speak up, and she speaks quieter. Yeah, it don't make any sense. Well, that's a joke. It's not getting that one. It's such a ridiculous film, is it? But she, she was. Yeah, she. I think she's in quite, quite a few of them. But we saw her in one of the memorabilia shows, didn't she? And she still looks exactly the same. No, wasting half your day. Fifteen quid for an autograph. Just to go, <laughs> and I bet she's really tired. And you can be tempted to go, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blank Van Hoffman is Cadet Carl Blanks and Scott Thompson is Cadet Chad Copeland. Those two, the bad, they're, they're kind of like the bad they're, they're bad, yeah. Uh, they have not changed. They look exactly the same. They're, no, they're, they're basically the blunt of most joke, jokes in all oh, of yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, which we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. to. Um, now then, the Academy, what am I thinking of? My, the Academy staff. The wonderful uh, G.W. Bailey as Lieutenant, uh, is it Thaddeus Harris? Uh, born George William Bailey, August 27, 1944. So he's around about 70, uh, In Port Arthur, Texas. Now, G.W. Bailey, I first saw him in the latest series of MASH. He played Rizzo. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was he the same kind of... No, no, no. He was uh, It was real kind of like a... a a, 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 a bloke on the scam, a lazy. Oh, well, he was in charge of the motorport. They look, look different. They look a lot younger. Well, this was nineteen eighty four. He was in the last episode of Mash, which was eighty two. Bloody hell! So you know, eighty two or eighty three, something like that. Um, so not much different, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think G W Bailey is. I think is the star of this. Show. So, you, 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 I was watching that. So I was thinking he's got the best lines. Yeah. He's got the best comic timing. His comic timing 
is amazing mm. and he's so unlikable yeah. and even when whatever he's still he's still a git at the end you know <laughs> he's still like clapping him really half and I, I just think he's so funny and yeah. all the lines you remember are to do with him yeah. it's him and hooks isn't it mm. and you know it's all that stuff in him and Mahoney is just brilliant now he's so good in it and like I said he played that role loads because he was in Mannequin as well doing yeah, that same yeah, kind of role so right? he was a bit stereotype but yeah, yeah yeah but he's really good at it um, George Gaines as Commandant Eric Lassard, Borge, born, so Borge, um, you'll see the reason why I said that, uh, born George Jean-Jean, Jean-Jean, on Jean, uh, May the 16th, 1917, still what? alive, he's over 98 years old, in Helsinki, so, Bloody yeah, so, yeah, so uh, part of the Russian Empire at that point. In 1970. Yeah, no, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? He's, and he's, he's, you know what? He's interviewed on that, that disc. I don't know what year that disc is, but he's still got... He's, he's still he's still speak many, 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 many stories. And uh, everyone's favourite, Sergeant Debbie Callahan. No surprises where they got the name Callahan from. Yeah, course, yeah. Uh, Dirty Harry. Leslie Easterbrook, uh, born uh, July the 29th, 1949. She's got a fine... Um, right. Fine uh, assets. I'd yeah, but the herd. I'm yeah, not too another, sure if they are slightly. Another character, another character set up. The sexual, the sexual innuendo. Like uh, we'll talk about bit. There's not one bit in that. We you know where she's demonstrating. We'll talk about it as we go on. No, no, we'll go back to one. Okay, so we I'll go for the film now. <clears throat> I've made sort of like um, notes here, yeah. so I'll I'll read them up. We're not going to go into detail about the film and that. No, no. But well, I think before we start, we will say what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay. Is about one thing about this film is when you step back is I think if you were a young person, yeah. say in your early twenties, and you'd never knew about, say so you listen to this, hardly not, but you never know. You listen to these things. Oh, I've never saw that film. Mm. I'd like to watch that film, like this podcast about. I think you'd have to be prepared for the politics in this film, wouldn't you? Yeah. Gender politics, sexual politics yeah. are wrong. Yeah. There's no doubt there. There's some of this film that you could take it as offensive. We, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, we? I, I think... Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think especially the, um, the homophobia... Homophobia is... Because like, oh. I, I, don't so, I don't think so much with the racial jokes, right? Because the white... The, the black people always get... It's the, yeah, right? So the, the racist jokes in this are... like There's one bit which we'll come to in a bit, but... It's harsh language, language in it, isn't it? It's harsh language. Hooks is driving her... Hooks, we should say, if you've not seen this film, is a very small, uh, petite, slightly large black lady... Uh, who speaks very quietly like this. And she drives her the police car. It's a, that is a wonderful way she's driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. scene. So good. She's so good at acting like And she drives over one of the, the douchebags' yeah. uh, feet. And he's jumping up and down. And Harris goes, what's the matter with you? And he goes, God damn, jigaboo. It's like, it's like, now, right? And Hightower comes over and, and he picks the car up. Now, I think Bubba Smith, I think that's actually a. I don't think that's an empty car. I honestly believe because you look at his face when he's lifting yeah, that car. Yeah, he's yeah. proper the strength yeah. on him. You can't act that. That's really hard to. And he lifts that car pretty over. Now, I think you can get away with that because yeah. one, the guy's a dick, right? And, yeah. he, and he enhances the fact that he's a dick, right? And you, you're laughing at the fact that one, he says a word that we don't even know about. Oh, it's such an old word. I think even back in '84, you'd have laughed at that because you know that he's an arsehole. And and there's a couple of that, and a couple of the other kind of what the other way. There's, there's, there's a couple of all the way through. It's the language, right? isn't it? It's yeah. like there's way. It's like that bit at the beginning when he's joining oh, up. Because there's way too many spades. spades. It's right. like 
bloody hell, but you wouldn't hear that. Again, again then, right? He says that. It's one goes, there's a load of speed. What's his exact words that he says? I've written down. Yeah, yeah, because it stands out, though, doesn't it? Oh, there's a hell of a lot of spades around here. And again, who's standing behind him? High talent. So again, you you can get away with that. In the, I'm talking about film here. Yeah, like, yeah. Because the, the comeuppance is the fact that, again, it's establishing that these guys are just idiots and dickheads and you're not going to like them and this is a, and to enhance that. With the homophobic jokes, oh. you can't get away with those and you shouldn't because there's no sort of like... No, they're nasty, no, aren't they? Don't, and it's anti... I don't, I don't think it's nasty. Uh, I'm going to... The reason why I'm saying this, I think it's a, again, it's a product of its time. It's in conversation, is how it goes. It's a bit like you'd say, you'd never dream of turning around and saying, Well, I'm just nipping up to the packy shop. No, no, no. As, as back in the, in the oh, 80s, yeah, everyone used to say, everyone it. used to say, and, and because then it, it wasn't you, it was a shortened term for Pakistani, and it wasn't used by like people like us who are not racist. Yeah, yeah. It was used as, I'm oh, just nipping up to the packy shop. Because it's like, like it's meant packy- loads of people now, right? You know, if anyone's offended, but. People go, still say now, going to the chinkies. Yeah. Right? Everyone does. Mm. Right? Everyone does. That's a racist term. But it is a racist most term. Most people yeah. don't say it as a racist term. No, because it's, it's a short yeah. for I mean, Chinese. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you, as you say, you, you shouldn't say it. But that's right. it's not said in a hated kind of... No. Somebody, if somebody says, look, actually, a Chinese person or a, a Pakistani person... Now, now I think it's a bit different. You could never say, going to the Pakistan now, because it's been used so many times as a figure of a speech of hatred. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. You, wouldn't, you just don't feel it's not right. Because yeah, you yeah. don't want... One, you don't want people thinking no, you're racist. Anyway, they're like... And also, the person's going to feel an offense. Yeah, yeah. You like anything. But what what the trouble with this film is, it's like, I don't know if it's Mahoney. I, it's I negative. It's all he negative. He just turns out and says, Oh, no, he said, oh, I was nearly a fag, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he actually says the word, words, oh, bloody yeah, hell. He actually says the word fag. And yeah, he says it and in bit, general And he says it in the, with the, it's the bit with the dog at the beginning with Harris. Yeah. He goes, get your queer dog off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's so negative. And it's like, but again, I think, I think with Harris saying it, you can get away with it, right? Because Harris is an unlikable character. Again. But Mahoney's, your hero, yeah. Mahoney's the hero. And they're character. using it all the while, aren't And they? Mahoney's saying the word like fag and stuff like this, as in general conversation. And it's just not acceptable. Oh, no, he th- I just said there's the three bits in it. Was that bit when he says, oh, but I dreamt there was nearly a fag. Yeah. When he said, I thought, bloody hell. Mm. And I'm not offended by many things. I, th- you know, I'm, I think everyone's got a right to be, you know, what, offensive as the bloody one. But the, the problem is, is this was mainstream cinema. Yeah. If you really said that now in a film, because he's not saying it to anyone, that's what you're saying, he's mm. just saying it, because that's why we normally speak. If you said that in a film, that would be fucking cut now, wouldn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gay stuff in it would be cut. It's like the bit with the blue oyster bar. It's well, the, yeah, we'll talk about but that. But it's yeah. such, I'm not saying, but it's such a stereotype. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, yeah. it's like, even then, people knew that weren't the real gay world. No, because, yeah, we actually might as well talk about it now, but... Everybody in the Blue Oyster Bar is wearing like leather almost boy, like, Frankie, leather, like leather boys, yeah, yeah. Leather boys, leather hats, leather chains. Like that. Like, you know, chains. Every and single one of them. So, so therefore you've got, and okay, admittedly this is a club where maybe that's that's the kind of club that if you yeah. dress up like that. But it's, all, it's also like, you know, um, all the people that are, are gay must be either interstate macism yeah, or yeah. Um, a, a really, really, what's the word, um, you know, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know quite a few gay people. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I co-host a, a podcast with like Kenny, who <clears throat> you know, you, you and I hope this sounds okay. Uh, you know, you you would never know. There's no, there's no sort of that. 
Oh, you know when you, you know it's you hard. Don't, no, you know you don't want to say the word. No, because the thing is, but, you're uncomfortable in describing something. Yeah, there's normal. I don't want to use the word. I don't want to use the word normal. Normal because, because that's, it doesn't that's mean that's abnormal. Yeah, but I'm sure people know what it means. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you wouldn't know if I'm gay, you would know if I'm gay or straight. No, yeah. And it's like, and and, and that's how it should be because no, yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah. no, but well, in our opinion, but, yeah, but no th- one gives a shit. Though. Yeah, I don't yeah, think in this film they are stereotyped. And the prejudice as well. That's the thing as well. There's a man, a normal straight man walks in. They're all going to think, oh, let's get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Why? It's that thing that just because you're a man. I don't fancy if you're gay. This is his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Not every gay man fancies, fancies every, fancies every, every man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still got likes and dislikes like everyone else. It's exactly the same. It's, it's like not every bloke fancies every woman. No, exactly. It's, it's not the same kind of it's, yeah, I it's, just think it's so weird in it because uh, it's of its time. There's also, no doubt that. Also, when you think about it, we'll only a few years, this is 1984, so... You're only what around about three years off the the big scaremongering yeah, AIDS thing, thing we, yeah. like where only gay people got AIDS, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You yeah, only yeah. get it because you have sex with men or you have sex with women. That's 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 the only way you caught AIDS because that's what the big scare thing was. And idiots believe that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so in this film, as you said, they're making the 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 homosexual as a predator thing as something to be scared yeah, yeah. about, and no wonder. But when you see that as a film, and when oh, you see if you're that, a little kid, yeah, right, watching that time, you'd think, that, them gay things ain't that nice. Yeah, there's loads of people, it's like, there's even the little bit at the end, I don't, you know, everyone saw this film, they're going to know, it's that bit where uh, the star's walking past and he sees, what are you two men doing in there? Mm. Uh, kissing, and it turns out, and it's Mahoney, and he goes, oh, yeah. get back to it, that's more like yeah. it. There's loads of it like it. Like, do you not think he thinks Mahoney with the podium seat? Do you not think, though, that that it's, joke, that joke it's because, he, because, because it's Mahoney. He, well, also he the think, fact that he thinks Mahoney flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I, that I think you can but kind of But even that away. joke, though, that's seen as the joke. That Oh, look at that. He could have yeah, been two, doing two, that. It's weird. Two men kissing in the corner. Yeah, two men kissing. And like I said, it doesn't ruin the film. It's no, not no. so... No, of, it's not so, But it's just, it's just uncomfortable all the way. If I was thinking... If you were a young gay bloke watching that, I think you'd think you can either think we're horrible, don't they? That's what you get from that. It's I, like I think so, yeah. But I think there's, I, I think there's also. Why is it? Yeah. It's like someone said. I think if I, 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 to me, if I did that film now, one of them cops in it would be gay. That is what I'd have. That'd be it. But they don't want to touch that. Mm. If they've got all forms of character in that, haven't they? Apart from gay people, yeah. There's, you know, you got a black person, a woman. A wimp, a strong man, mm. someone into weapons. Well, you've still, you've still got. I mean, when you think about it now, you've got you've you've kind of like we almost go slightly a bit too far nowadays. We have people. It's, uh, I know people don't like the term ticking the boxes, but sometimes I, I do get the opinion that sometimes they do that. But nowadays, it's like you know, it's apart from Bond, who I will, you know, people go about that. Oh, you know, Idris Elba should be Bond. One, he shouldn't. He's too old. Uh, he's he brilliant. Is, he is. Oh, possibly Britain's greatest actor. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. he is. And he's such a charismatic guy. Oh, he's, ca- he's charismatic. I think he, he might have been just Alba. He said he, or he might have been another black actor. He turned around and said, no, don't jump on that bandwagon. No, no, Let's no, no, create no. a character that Idris Alba could play who's not like Bond, but it's a new independent character of something else. He says, there's, there's a world of that. that. Like, you know, obviously, why, yeah, it, why couldn't have another MI5? You know, but another on a, comic, agent. On, a, on a comic book stance, like Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury, he plays him brilliantly. Got no problems with that. I think it's perfectly fine. So that's acceptable. There's more women in film in dominant roles. I still think they have to fight for them, though. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like the new Supergirl thing. That's correct. She looks brilliant. Ticked all the right boxes there. None of these sort of like, oh look, let's get a cleavage out. Let's make sure you see more of her legs than anything else. Wonder Woman in the background, we've only seen a brief uh, thing of that, but she looks pretty good. Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. 
So there needs to be more women in there. So we've took, ticked that box, but we still haven't. I'm not saying you should have, I'm not saying you should go out your way to create like a, a, a homosexual superhero or something like that, but there's nothing wrong with that. But there isn't one, and, uh, uh, and there isn't any kind. Name me. I don't mean actors like um, Zachary Quinto is gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, who, who gives a shit? Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure there must have been someone somewhere along the line going, "You can't have Spock being gay." Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're a dickhead. But is there is there a major actor who's gay? No, because I think still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, but there's no doubt so there's still there's still there's still a thing against think, it. Or do you think there is a well-known actors out there? Who oh, there obviously there. is. Do you think Edward Norton is? I'm not saying he is, just before anyone gets sued, but... Because Kevin Spacey's gay, isn't he? Kevin Spacey... I don't think he's ever come out as... No, I don't think everyone knows it. I think, I think... And why should he? He doesn't need to. I'm not saying you should, but... You know, is it, yeah. is it, is it, is it the fact that, that, that if you, you, you worry about coming out as being gay? I think he never come out, but everyone knew. In the British thespian world, there's quite a lot of gay people in that place as well. Uh, David Jacobi. Oh, I, believe, I believe David Jacobi. Really anyway, but the, the oh, point I, is, I might be just casting dispersions. But I think what we can say is, I'm saying that's yeah, it. It's yeah. very interesting if you end this film, you see it in a modern age, what you think of the politics of it. I'd always say, it, it's weird. It's just, and it stands out, doesn't it? That's the thing, doesn't it? You think, oh, bloody hell, every time it happens, you think, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I think, though, I think really, you, you just need to put that. You've got, yeah, you've got that we don't accept it now, but it's one of those things where you, you can't go and erase stuff like that. Oh. You can't do a Spielberg. No, or you couldn't edit these films to get all the offensive stuff, no, but there'd be nothing left do, in it. You shouldn't do it because it's, it's <laughs> a bit like the reason why they should show um, Elaine Half Hartman. They should show um, what was the, the uh, In Sickness and in Health. They should show, I'm sure, I think there's an American one as well that was like that. I can't remember what it is, where someone's blatantly racist and stuff like that. Because the person, like Warren Mitchell already said, the person who's blatantly racist, like yeah, yeah, that bloke, that famous quote where that bloke goes, "Oh, Warren, you know, love your character." Oh, yeah, That's exactly what I think. And he goes, "No, my character is making you look an idiot yeah, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. is an idiot." Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you should. And, You've got to watch. And it, this is what annoys me: where, where, like, TV stations won't play stuff like that because they say, "Oh, well, we don't want to offend anyone." You're missing the point. Nah. The whole program like that. He said, but, but again, that's why I'm saying some jokes, especially the the um, the uh, anything that's to do with colour. Is acceptable in it. Yeah, because they're less jarring than the. Yeah, because he, as I said, he makes the people the dicks look dicks. I'm not talking about, you know. Dick, dick, dick. You know, I'm not because he does it everyone, right? Because if you're a woman, mm. right? I started watching that film last night. Emma had to walk away after half an hour because she can't watch it. Oh, really? Because she said it's the most sexist film there is. Mm. And I said, yeah, but no one cares. But, uh, do, you but think, do you think so? But I, I think, don't know. Kim, I think Kim, 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 Kim Cattrall's character I don't know. Alone. But some of the bits in it are weird, right? A weird, right? The, the bit with Callahan when she's teaching the self-defence. The way she throws him on the thing. Yeah, and, everyone, and they're all going, whoop, 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 whoop. You're in a police class, <laughs> yeah. and someone's barking like a dog. Also, I've got to admit, I've got to admit that. I mean, to be fair, she straddles him. To be fair, and he is looking up. But it's not that sexual, not, either. not that sexual. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really think I'd want to be put in that position. No, or is it the it, fact that, or it's, it's the closest you're going to get to a crotch? Exactly. But it's got all of these things. Mm. Then, in, you know, you look back on all this. We were talking earlier, weren't we? Yesterday, we were talking about porkies. Mm. No, there was lots of this. Bad taste comedy, because that's what it is, it's like bad taste comedy. But the thing with this, it wasn't even, this was like a... 
mainstream comedy. Mainstream family comedy. Film, really. It wasn't like some of the ones you watch. Do you, like, you think Porky is any class of really bad taste? Because we know what we were saying yesterday. But that's not really mainstream. It was always a bit weird. Yeah. It was always an adult well, film. We, we anyway. do Porky's, aren't we? Yeah, it was I, always a very adult. And it is, isn't it? It's a very adult because yeah, half no, no, that no, film. Don't, don't talk about it because I want us to do that. Yeah, it, half the film is different than you remember it, isn't yeah, it, yeah, when you watch it back? This, there's none of that in it. It's just bad taste. Mm. But it's crazy to think this was $100 million and no one was thinking. Some of the jokes in this are a bit weird because people weren't like that there. And this is all, this is society. It shows you how this film is very good how society's changed, how things are not acceptable yeah, anymore. And, and, and you can make a joke about it, mm. but it's the relentlessness of the jokes in this. Yeah. And it's like you're saying, it's the gay ones, the way the jokes are really normalised. It's yeah. not, they're not it's, it's said general, for homophobic no, people, it's, it's just it's, everyone. It's general Everyone's time. doing it. And it's like, what? So, now that we've... we've it's not like a pair of lefties there, but it's not about that, is it? No, no it isn't, it, but I think it's important. That it, but look, at the end of the day, don't let that put yeah. you off watching it, because it's, I love no, this. No, no. I love this. I, I found it really good. I found it, I found it more funny than I ever have done, I think. Although, as you say, you, you, you just, get a job. But I think kinda, grown up now, I yeah, yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Maybe that's the reason why I appreciate it more. But yeah. Anyway, we, uh, the opening, right, uh, when you hear the music, you see Tackleberry as a security guard sneaking about, and then he shoot, opens out, kicks out that door, and shoots everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's leaving party. He goes, You guys. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. must be enough. Now, when did Goonies come out? Was Goonies out in 1984? Right about that time. Yeah. But I love the fact that you get the classic thing of someone going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Mahoney, he's working as a uh, as a parking attendant. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you got that classic guy who's played by Don Lake. As he's actually credited as Mister Wiggler. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That Wiggler. Let's go, Mister. Look, don't give me that crap. You've got a space. Let's go, sir. Find a spot, dickhead. Dickhead. That's right. Where's the manager? Dickhead. Park the car, butt breath. But breath? Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold everything. That's a wig, isn't it? <clears throat> Park the car? Yeah, that's a wig. Wig! Wig! Dong, dong, dong. Regular! Regular! Shut up! Dong, dong, dong. Girls! Shut up! Damn it. Oh, a... What the hell's going on here? Hi, Lou. This rude little punk won't park my car. Mahoney, park this car. Spangoli, take a look. If you can find us, do it now! Or you're fired. Understand? Fired. It's not fair. The guy has a bad attitude. What? Do it. Okay, I want you to apologize to this man, then park his car. But his car amazing in that. That trans Trans Am, isn't it? Oh, man, this morning about his cars, man. This morning having a little bloody, your little cars that you like a Trans Am. It's Mustangs and Trans Ams. That's what I bloody love, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, for some reason I've got the bloke who's ma- man who's what uh, Mahoney meets Jones in the police station as you say that's where he does the, the yeah what's, what's weird though is he's like best mate what, he's never met him before yeah, what, what's Jones in there for well I believe he's been black also being black well, yeah that's, that's what he was though, <laughs> um, yeah just walking down the street yeah. you're black anyway. but you know it's quite carry on uh, but Mahoney goes in there and basically Mahoney has to join the police academy because it's either that or he goes to jail but he can't get thrown out can he? Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. got to get thrown out because then of course when he gets there he finds out that, that the people don't want the civilians there and they've got to get themselves to resign so he's in a no-win situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he turns around and says I'll do it but I want Jones to come with me. Does Jones want to go? Yeah, and he goes like, yeah, whatever you want. You yeah. could have been a murderer. <laughs> the, 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 the dude outside who I've only just met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, you know, clearly he's in there because he's like stereotyping. Yeah, so yeah. I'll take him with me, my yeah, own yeah. personal. Don't know what he is. But it's, you know, it's like who's the one whose uh, wife's chasing him off? Now that's I, I don't know his name, but I've got the man whose wife jumps on the bonnet. That's actually reversed in the next one. 
we, uh, uh, no, I think it's, um, uh, you know, when they recruit again. It's reverse A, eh? it's him on the body and his wife getting there. Ah, so it's kind of now, like a reverse joke. Now, you know where she's talking about? That's blatantly a bloke, isn't it? Yeah. But is that joke? You know, I was thinking, is that the same joke that's in Hot Fuzz? Fuzz is. is that, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I was like, Hot Fuzz, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shows you how good, when they used to be good... ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、
We in the same kind of thing at the same time. We had a character Halga in a lower low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominant yeah. blonde woman. Mm. Obviously, that was a t- thing of the time where people like that kind of character. But don't you think as well? There's a wee bit where, where they're on about the Johnsons and the Johnsons everywhere. Yet Callahan is a dominant female character who's in charge of yeah, yeah. the academy. So they kind of automatically forget the fact that one of the own is a so, oh, yeah, it's so just, a, just basic, you know, misogynistic yeah. kind of. I think movie. if you looked at the production of that film, that's like a lot of writing there was done on the move, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they were changing things all the while, and that's why it's all jarring all the different yeah, bits. Yeah, all thinking, well, that bit doesn't really. go with that bit. Um, <laughs> I can show a movie on your butt fat side. Yeah, no, that that's when Hooks is there. I can show, him. but apparently that line that's actually cut. Because he does go on a bit further about that, about what kind of film he put on it in widescreen. <laughs> okay, no, it must have been bad for them to cut it. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you noticed about that? When Callahan, when they're doing the, uh, the sit ups, uh, Callahan drops the numbers. And huh? she's going, five. Oh, yeah, yeah, six, yeah. What's that? Three. Five. I don't know. I don't know if she's doing it. It's a deliberate joke, or like that, but, but she doesn't mean they're trying to get them all. Um, and again, what we've already talked about. That's where Barbara you know. just rolls off, don't I? Yeah, that is quite funny. nobody screws with me, or maybe you will when you meet the right girl, and that will change. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. Oh, that, yeah. that is brilliant. Well, the best stuff in it is between Harris and Mahoney. Oh yeah, the, you know you can see the best at it yeah. with the verbal stuff. I bet there's some great bloopers cut out of that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. There is. Um, now here, what we talk, we talked about the Blue Oyster Bar. Uh, should we play the music if we find? Yeah, it? It's just, it's, are, we, are we just are we just uh, like yeah, let's play. Should we play the Blue Oyster music? Yeah. And everyone does it. Did you get that club last night? And some one of us all go bam. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've got in here my notes. 
actual beach party dot 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 really question mark question mark bizarre like, you, you mentioned this earlier on about bizarre. the music didn't you yeah, it, it's just the... a bizarre scene yeah. why would you have a party it's the beach he's never mentioned before is the beach close to it where are they why is it in the room yeah. why is all the, where are all these people why is all people taking the tops off why is, there, why is he playing the fucking thing? Well, yeah, why is he playing why the Jones? We've got all painty up and he's got playing the guitar, playing <laughs> a bloody uh, a tennis racket. It yeah. don't make any sense. Because he's the man with the face. <laughs> yeah. the face. Bizarre <laughs> bit. Uh, we've got some more today, hooks today, hooks. Now, Callahan, uh, Callahan's been watching the Italian Lothario sneaking into the dorms doing it, and then she kind of attacks him. It's just. Like she, apparently she breaks him because he's walking out. Yeah, he's the gender politics is just weird there. Do you think that that, that helps a little bit where she's the dominant one and yeah. she breaks? I think him. that's what that was. And he says, I'm, "I'm in love with her." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> you know, when you read the things you're gonna do. again, it's a Harry's quote. Here is the house. Here is the brilliant. window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Situation. All right. Here is the house. Here's the window. I'm the burglar. I'm coming out of the house, over the hedge. I've got the stolen stereo in my hand. Stop that stereo before I blow your goddamn nuts off, asshole! <laughs> oh, this is why he's doing it. This is yeah, now he's just the way he's doing it. Here's the fence, here's the hedge, here's the stereo. If now, hope, we, uh, it all depends on the releases, but uh, I'm going to type into YouTube uh, Police Academy quotes. So if we do get any of those, I'm going to I'm going to stick that oh, stick it in as we go along. Um, Lassar's presentation while getting the blowjob off the prostitute. And it's a famous scene, it, isn't it, really? And thinking it's Mahoney. Now, what makes that is, again, Lassar's speech, where he's sort of like, he's going high pitch and low pitch. First of all, I'd like to say how sorry I am that everybody could not make it today. For those here, I think you'll find the presentation interesting as well as very, very stimulating. Could we have the lights turned down? Now this first slide shows a very, very interesting thing. Our main building. In slide two, we see another view of it. Oh my god, you wouldn't believe it. Let us look at this slide for a moment without comment. I think it speaks for itself. Could we have the lights, please? Well, I hope this was as much fun for you as it was for me. Let's have lunch, shall we? And maybe smoke a cigarette. But why would Mahoney pop his head out? Wouldn't he wait until they've all... Yeah. I know it's all to do with the joke, so then Lassard thinks Mahoney's giving him, you know... Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff, you know. But it's like, why, she, why do them two bring her in anyway? Is it because they want to try and get Mahoney sacked? But it doesn't really make Mahoney that much sense. I think Mahoney it's just a way of getting her into that yeah. place, weren't it? With all respect, she's rough. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But they put him in Barbara's. Why do they put him in Barbara's? Ah, it's to get back at Barbara because Barbara told them about the, the information yeah, yeah, yeah. about the club 
thinking it was that's where the yeah, party's yeah. going to be. And to get there back on Barbara, that's where yeah, they yeah. put the in there, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, right. Now, how, oh, Tackleby with his bloody shooting those things with his magnum, that's a bit of But Harry's ending up in the back of a horse. Well, now, that, it's a ridiculous It's, it's a great stunt, though, in the, the bloke. And, 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 and I might get this wrong now, but I'm sure the stuntman who did that broke his arm. Doing with the bike? Yeah, yeah the bike, because he hit it, he hit it too It's a quick. bizarre scene, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because, it, again... No horses were harmed. Anatom- anatomically, it didn't make any sense. No, because I don't think yet. Well... In my head as a kid, I remember him being stuck out the... Uh, but Hanging think, out of it. Yeah, 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 but yeah I don't yeah. know if that's when you're a kid, you painted a picture in your hair. Is that joke being used again, though? Oh, well, this is the... Because the recycle jokes. There's a lot of recycle jokes in it, yeah. But, yeah, Harry, Harry steals a, a bike, goes after them, hits a car, and ends up flying through the air and ends up with his head up a horse. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, and then the classic Mahoney line, someone call a veterinarian! <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. It's the way they tell you, you'd... You didn't tell anyone about us all. And it's yeah. when they all kind of sneak with even yeah, yeah. Callahan sneaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course, who's the one who does the horse sound effect? <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's bloody Jones again yeah, yeah, yeah. with his voice of a thousand sound effect. And it doesn't even sound very good. It's dear mate. Um, yeah, as he as said as well, we've been saying, God damn Chigaboo. Uh, Mahoney gets fired. So he actually does get fired then at that because, uh, you know, what does he get fired for now? Oh, because he gives a. Uh, oh, because he takes the blame for. Uh, 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 yeah, for the the bar the fight we've uh, yeah, with the fight Barbara back yeah. that bloke. Don't That's know. a crap. Ah, oh, once that. again the try hitting two. And again, it's a great way the one that bloke's just stunned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah. you say again though? That slapstick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah, you yeah. can't be sad, but Mahoney takes the rap and gets struck. But then, of course, there's a massive ray breaks out. There's a there's a riot all to do. No, the worst. Riots, yeah, because in of the an world has never been filmed. Is it to do with an apple or something like that? It don't make any sense the way all these riots going off. Well, it's that meat guy, the guy whose wife's and black guy. He starts the riot by I can't remember where he does now. No, what he does, he throws the apple out. Oh, he hits the Then he turns around, he sees a bloke walking with a bag of apples, apples. and thinks, yeah, 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 So, yeah. as you do, Look, start a punch up in the street. A massive riot. Why does he? Suddenly, put a hat on and a coat and dresses up as someone else. Nope, that makes any For sense. No and it's like the main thing what happens when he gets the guns that bloke. Mm. Why is it? What? What's his point? What's What's his point? Oh, he well, he just goes on. He's just bad, isn't he? Some people. Yeah, but they don't look like real bad people. He's like way too old for it, and don't yeah. make any sense about this riot happens. No, I think it's that's... the You know, is it the worst? Like you could see Doug, all this Doug film. Lennox, that one, all this film is wrote around the jokes, isn't it? They had their jokes they wanted to put in there, so they wrote the story around it, not the no, other way around. We, we missed a bit before the wires where Hightower asked Mahoney, this is before Hightower oh, really, the yeah. And he, he suddenly learns It's one of the only little serious bits in it, there's yeah, actually a little serious bit. But that's the racist, no, sorry, that's the homophobic bit because Hightower goes into Mahoney's bedroom. That's it, yeah. And he says, really. I need your help. He goes, well, it's two o'clock in the morning. He goes, I can't drive. And he goes, oh, well, I'll sleep for fags anyway. Yeah, so oh, that's it. That's the job. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, man. Yeah. But the way that he tears that seat out of that car, and that's uh, one of the douchebags' car, isn't it? But you know the bloke who pops in, his head, and he goes, God damn, what are you doing? He looks at his head. That's the director. Is it? Yeah, director camera. Ah, right. But there's no way you can learn to drive a car and that it, 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 and simply drive that, you know. And, and, and escape a police chase. <laughs> it becomes a massive, an amazing, evasive driver, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, you see you see Hightower in the flare shop. They're hiding the Blue Oyster Club bar again. It's, yeah, it's there like ridiculous. I'm in a riot. So it's never stopping. No. <laughs> it's just open all the time. Because <laughs> it's used all the way through all the films. Yeah. It's just open at all times, It's a 24-hour... <laughs> 
<laughs> Waltz dancing guy bar. Um, Kim Cattrall looking hot. Um, natural brown hair, by the way, I noticed. Naturally brown hair. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason why I said that in a sleazy kind of way. Um, Barber giving, giving his old bullies, the old bullies who threw Barber off in that Kodak thing. He nearly, he nearly he asked me to find the water and you see that at the beginning with the Kodak camera. It was really cool. But I love the fact he gets his own back on them where he just batters yeah. them. Well, and, and all they wanted to know was... <laughs> But it's like the thing in this film, isn't it? What does it, you look at it, take a step back? I was thinking last night. What's what? What's the reason you go in the police files for? Because basically, you want to go out and batter the people who were bullying you, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Isn't it? That's it. I thought it was to serve and protect. There's no other. There's an army officer with the police, and it should be a shield, not a sword. Yeah. Right? I really agree with that. Right? But uh, not in this. No. Basically, they talk no other police things about from shooting guns and beating people up. Do you think? You think? Uh, that's happening today. <laughs> wow, there goes that. So people get in the police because they want to be bullies. Oh, some of them do. Not all, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. But in, there does seem to be an awful lot of uh, yeah. beatings and shootings going on at the moment, especially in the States. Yeah. Although I did see a video, there's a video of, um, I think it was, it was a black chap in a, in, a, in, a, in a car talking, and obviously because all the, the people that have been victims so far have been uh, of a different colour. And he turned around and he was saying that he got pulled over the other day, uh, he wasn't wearing his seatbelts and like that. And he turned around and says, I was in the wrong, perfectly nice police officer, you know, tell me what I should be doing for that. When I, so it's actually, that's quite a nice thing to do a video like that, because obviously, like anything, there's all negative content, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, not all, not all people are douchebags. Mahoney doing his running, where he's going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I, I really quite like it. Um, Hightower, man, that's a wicked punch that he gives that bloke. The yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how you find out then that the two guns came from the... From the two, the, yeah. The dicks. It's uh, like I said, it's all, it, you know, I think... The riot thing was probably... They didn't really care about that bit, right? It was just about they wanted them jokes mm. and they wanted the NBA yeah, and Hightower yeah, yeah. and that, didn't they? Now, we know, now, Hightower saves a day. Mahoney saves a day. These are two people... Uh, uh, Hightower's been yeah, yeah. sacked. No, so he's not a police officer. No, yeah. Mahoney... Mahoney yeah. How does he get there? Yeah. No well, one can... Wait a minute. You, you, you've been sacked. It's just a non-beat. Well, he sneaks under the bus. But the point is, though, is that Hightower was sacked anyway, so he's working a flash up, so he's a civilian. Mahoney, he was sacked, so therefore he's a civilian. Yet these two people are back in the papers and get a medal. Nothing's explained, is it? No one else is there. But I mean, Harris is there looking, doing his slow clapping and everything like that. Because obviously, like the the bad guy took Harris hostage and was going to shoot him, and like you know. But um, then he got hooks. You got hooks. That's really good. And at the end, you've got Mahoney makes a speech at the podium, and he was his zip doing it. But there's a weird thing here. Lassard looks, and looks away a... and smiles. It don't make any that sense. He walks up and looks because he's worried there's something in there. Yeah. But then he sort of forgets that she's in there. Yeah. Then smiles when she's in there for Mahoney. Yeah. I think so. He... Now is that is that Lassard thinking? Ah, so it was a woman in there. Or is that something that they've forgotten? I think it was a bit of forgotten. Or oh, he did it, it wrong. Man. Yeah, or he took his direction wrong. But I like, I like the way that he looks away. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. It don't make any... Yeah, I thought that. Because I thought, why is he looking? Because he knows she's in there, so why... So did, did you enjoy watching this? Brilliant. Because it's been a long well, time since no, you watched it. let me rephrase that. Mm. I, I wouldn't say brilliant, because, I was saying to you earlier, the jokes, a lot of them are ruined. Yeah. Because we've saw them so many times. Yeah. It's a film we used to watch them while we were kids. So... But as a, as a bit of a snapshot of time, I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really interesting thing. Like I said, I, I, you know, there's, I think you can study that film and go, oh, how society's changed. Mm. And it's funny, brilliant performances. I think one thing that saves it is the performances are so likeable. Yeah. Even some of the horrible stuff in it, it's still likeable. 
And, you know, Harris is amazing. I was going to say, best character. You know, he's so good in it. You really want, the worst thing is, you want him to bloody win, don't you? Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Now, um, Mark, there's some facts for you now. So here's here's some facts for you. Um, There was a Police Academy TV series that ran from 1997 to 1998, and also the Police Academy Car 2, which was 1988 to 89. What? Michael Winslow was famed, the man of the day, because he was the opening act for Count Basie. Ah, that's interesting. There has been seven films so far. These are as follows. Police Academy in 1984. Police Academy 2, their first assignment in 85. Police Academy 3, back in training. (laughs) 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 Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. Police Academy 6, City Under Siege. And Police Academy Mission to Moscow, 1994. There's hardly anyone in that, though. There's hardly anyone in that. no, no, well, there's Tackleberry and there's um, Roy Tower, Lassard, is that maybe yeah. Hooks. Hook, yeah. uh, in addition to playing Jones, Michael Winslow also doubles as the voices for all public address announcements heard at the Academy. Oh, sure, yeah. uh, oh here we go. Michael Winslow, Jones, David Graff, Tackleberry, and George Gaines, Commandant Lassard, are the only actors who appear in all seven Police uh-huh. Academy movies. Winslow goes one step beyond this, though, is the only actor. Not only to appear in all seven Police Academy movies, but also in a regular role on Police Academy the TV series. I, I, I didn't know there was a TV series at all of it. Yeah. Uh, the location used at the Academy campus was known as Mimico Lunatic Asylum from 1888 to 1979 until it was acquired by Humber College in 91. It remained abandoned and deteriorating and mainly used as a site for filmmaking there. Yeah. So it could have been the same place that was in um, Stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar in it, really. There's loads of days, actually loads of stuff, but you know when you just look at anything, actually, no, that's not really good. Uh, yeah, you know, I said, uh, you know, if you wouldn't call it a classic film, it's not. <laughs> You'll like this one. It's not Smallest Like Curse, but the shoe. I've got that. I, I love two, I've got two versions of that. I love Smallest Like Curse. Uh, the shoe polish on the megaphone originated from a prank played on British director Michael Winner. <laughs> no fucking <laughs> so. It's a great day. Oh dear. Uh, in the scene where Jones is knocked out in the door and tumbles down the stairs, he sits up and mimics some video game effects. The game sounds he's mimicking are those from the popular nineteen video game Qbert. Oh, yeah, right, okay. Uh, Bruce Willis edition for the Wild Mahoney. The original cut was two and a half hours long. Jeez. What? Yeah. But I'll just think of the stuff that cuts out. <laughs> There's some really offensive stuff. Uh, Marion Ramsey, who played Hooks, um, <clears throat> was asked to wear a fat suit. Uh, with the idea that Hooks' boot camp training would have rendered her slim by the end of the film due to time constraints, the scene showing Hooks after her weight loss was removed from the final cut. Huh? By the time by time work on a sequel began, producers changed their minds, often instead to have Marion remain wearing the fat suit in order to garner audiences sympathy for her character. A brief shot of the slim Hooks remains in the film, though. However, as a close-up, Marion without the fat suit is seen during the graduates' march at the end of the film. Oh. So I have to go back and uh, look at that. Um, the movie was the most successful film of 1984 in Germany. It was filmed in 40 days. Bloody hell. You can see that, though. You can see it's rough right. and ready on there. Oh, you can see that. According to an interview in Entertainment Weekly, Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton and Judge Reinhold were considered for the role of Mahoney. I can, I can, Michael Keaton, you can see it, because he had that cheeky... I think we Michael Keaton, no, he was a darkness in England, didn't he? That it was... uh, the only Police Academy move that was given an MPAAAR rating. Uh, this was originally going to be 10 Police Academy uh, films. What? I know, yeah. 
Um, when attending his audition, Steve Guttenberg wore an old police shirt belonging to his father, who was himself a New York police officer. Ah, uh, that's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Um, G. W. Bailey has stated on the movie's DVD commentary that during the scene where he yells at Barbara, "I could sh- show a movie on your fat butt, on your butt fat," so there was an improv- improvised portion that did not make it to the final cut. The deleted scene saw Harris contemplating the movie he would watch on Barbara's backside, and his choice was Jiggly. In the 1958 film, yeah, yeah. Harris's trademark stick was not originally in the script. This was prop was brought onto the set by an extra who gave it to J. W. Bailey. Which is quite neat, yeah, because he, he's got that all the way through all the others, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, while filming the obstacle course scene, the first man to scale the wall propelled himself so high that he broke one of his lower limbs upon landing. <laughs> yeah. You can see that in the film, apparently. Um, Tackle Boy's line, drop that stone before I blow your goddamn nuts off, asshole, makes the only time he swears in the entire film series. Yeah, I, I, even though he's having his head. Really? Yeah, he's having his head because I blow your goddamn nuts off. I thought it was a bit odd. Oh, that is a bit, yeah. Huh. Uh, the only uh, film to feature Eric Lazar's wife. God, there's loads of these. The shot of George Martin leaving the women's dormitory at dawn was actually filmed at sunset. Ah, now, the Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Bar used in the movie is actually called the Silver Dollar Room, located on Spadina Avenue in Toronto. Coincidentally, Spadina Avenue is also home to Protocol Entertainment, the company that, the company that would later produce Police Academy the series. Ah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Uh, ITV filmed by Leslie Halliwell, the same person does their guy, TV guy, Resigned from his job because ITV were going to show the film in the UK, he believed certain scenes would cause criminal behaviour. Oh no, I think I, I think it must have been very interesting because Britain weren't like that then. No. I think I can understand what that's about. Uh, that's about it really. That's a great punch though, that Barber does on Tackleberry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's the best one out of all of them. Yeah, I was gonna say if you've never watched it, you only need to watch the first one. Mm. I would you know, how much was your box set was it a lot I believe it was, a, it was a Christmas present, so I think it was about... Is it not? I can't remember. I think it was about 12 quid. It's not bad, is it? It's a separate film. Yeah. On Blu-ray as well. Yeah, that, that, I would say that's a good buy. You know, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. So, uh, there you go. That's our Police Academy. Uh, I hope you like it. It was... Um, it seems to have a lot to talk about. I know, yeah. Because yeah. I said there's a lot to talk about in it, isn't there? You know, the politics in it is just really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, what are we doing next? What's our next? Is uh, it The Office? Or is that the one after? It's The Office or Life of Mars. Yeah, what are we doing? Oh, that's when you watched it. Yeah. I don't know. Should we wing it? Should we yeah, just we'll decide close to the time? Yeah, we'll so It's either office. going to be The Office or yeah. The Life. We're going to do both of those anyway. Yeah. yeah. The Office week is easier for us because we've watched it loads of times. Yeah, I think, we might, I think it might be The Office because I'm going to start watching it from tonight. Yeah, yeah, and about you're going to start yeah, watching it again. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I've, I've watched it, if I'm honest. Only because of the fact that one, I watched it today. Yeah, it has to be. Also, because Ricky Gervais is currently filming the David Brent film. So exactly, yeah. Be good to, yeah, so we're going to do The Office. So, uh, if you want to join our Facebook page, please go along. We've had loads of people join you. You were saying that, you've had a big uh, yeah, rush of people joining. And if um, if I don't suddenly allow you or something like that, uh, send me a message on Facebook. <clears throat> Obviously, you can find me because I, I run the Facebook page. Uh, and just let me know why you want to join yeah, the Facebook no. Because uh, we've had a few of them where, because I can find out if you're a spammer, and it's normally somebody like a woman who's joined. Like Facebook two months ago is a group of forty six groups, got no friends, no photos, and it's a standard like you think that's not you. Yeah. And yeah. then as soon as you allow them on there, you get hit by bloody Ray Bans advertisements and we've got a couple of admin people in charge of Waffle. 
But if for some reason I haven't added you on there and you are legit, then just send me an email, uh, sorry, a message on Facebook. I'm more than happy to put you on there. We've got some a great community going on there. Really. Look at, it runs itself, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, isn't it? Well, you don't go on it. No, 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 every now and again. Slacker. Yeah, I know. I haven't been passionate about a film I've been to see yet, apart from Mad, Mad Max. Max. No, uh, when you watched it, we'll talk about it. Well, I think we'll talk about it when we do Mad Max. Yeah. The original. Yeah, but I need to buy the one with it's got the Australian. Yeah, you're on a, yeah, yeah. Get I'm not going to buy the double one. No, no, no. Either that, or I'm going to get um, Stefan or Ed in Australia to, to send it across. It. Yeah, yeah but, uh, so that's it for this episode, and we'll see you next month. Bye bye. Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail dot com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly, 2012. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Anomaly. Your prescription for geek entertainment. We're seeing you.